Good evening, Merva Rabbi Isai. Continuing along, Bezer Hashem now in Perek Tashi'i, the ninth Perek of Shara Voidis Kim. Wow. It's been a journey. A lot of new things that we've learned. Hopefully, you'll remember it. We need a Chazrit over. It's hard to remember everything. Omra Nefesh, the Nefesh continues talking to the Seich and it says, Kvar Nichamtani. You have comforted me. You have gotten my nerves calm. In the fact that I have been meyayish, you calm me down by the fact that I have given up hope. How, how's that? Because I've been meyayish, I have surrendered trying to understand and comprehend this idea that on the one hand we are coerced by Hashem or whatever He wants to happen, on the other hand, we have free will. And that dichotomy is very difficult to understand. And this is what the Nefesh was about. And the Seichel said, this is something that really is impossible to understand, certainly in any depth of it. So the Nefesh says, you have calmed me down. That you've brought me to the point that I've given up hope from trying to understand it, Sayyid Adover, the secret of this matter, Lidaku because of its subtleties, Vahimikanyani, and its great depth. In other words, beforehand, the Nefesh taught, I'm a smart person, you know, I have a PhD in this, and I have a PhD in that, and I've learned so many great things. Why can't I understand this? And I thought I'm able to understand it, and I keep coming to dead ends. Once he's come to the fact that don't be so haughty, get off your high horse and realize that your human being is limited in terms of what he could comprehend. Huh. So once I've done that, once I've humbled myself, says the Nefesh, now I'm calm. Now I, now I understand that I can't understand. And that itself is not only humbling, but it's, it's, it's exhilarating because it's liberating. You're liberated from being like, ah, how can I understand it? You're not frustrated anymore. There are things that we can't understand. The marshal we always give is, just like you can't see through the wall that's in front of you because you don't have x-ray vision, so too, just like the eyes are limited, the mind is limited of what we can understand. So the nefesh was brought to this point to understand that he's limited in terms of understanding. Good. That's a great point also. Ach! However, but tell me the secret of, of my existence. What is the purpose of man in this world? Psh, eh, simple question. And as okay, I can't understand all of it, how we have free choice and how Baruch really forces everybody. But this being compulsory to being having the free will, how does that we don't understand it. We can't get to the bottom of it. But what what am I doing here? And how do I blend the two to make some sense out of it? At least give me some understanding of that that forces everything and is in control of everything. Yet there's a righteous way of this system that he pays people reward or punishment based on their deeds. And give me a brief explanation as best as you are capable of doing. We're not going to get to the bottom of it, but at least give me a good understanding briefly and simply. 
So the Nevesh says, I once heard a story. This is a fantastic story over here. If we have time, we'll give another fantastic story that the Medrash gives. This is from the Chavis which really he, he concocted himself, but it's a tremendous marshal. And the Nevesh says, I once heard this story, and I don't want to be like the person in the story. So tell me, how can I at least get a good grasp, a good understanding of why I'm here in this world, and I won't fall into the trap of the person in the story. What's the story? Story about one of the kings, Vahu. Shabiktas Iye Haidu. One of the far off islands in India. Some, some island off the coast of India. Irachas, there was a particular city on this island. Hiskimu Yeshvel, all of the inhabitants decided. That every year they're going to appoint a new person, some strangers, someone not from the island. They're going to go send messengers out, pick somebody from outside and say, we are appointed now to be our king, our leader. Now, they didn't tell him it's only a one-year contract. That they didn't say. But they found a person they were they decided they're going to they are going to appoint a new person every year. And when he finishes the year uh, there we are. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're back, we're back. And and when the year is up they're going to send them off from them. In other words, as he came, he could have been a pauper, could have had nothing. You're now the king. Wow, you live in a palace, you dress royally. But at the end of the year, they send them packing with nothing. He doesn't take anything with him. Okay? But he didn't know about that. They once took a foolish person from some far off place, they said, we have an island, beautiful place, you're going to be the king. He didn't know their secret. So that whole year, he amassed money, and he built palaces, he uh, strengthened them. Didn't send anything outward, outside of the city, because this is his place. I mean, he's the king, you know. Who's going to dethrone the king? Sounds reminiscent of this week's parish of Ayera about light. They appointed light on the, as the shayfate. As soon as they didn't like something he did, they started to oust him. Not only did he build up everything inside and not send anything out, everything he had outside he brought in. Everything he had outside the city, all of his wealth from outside, he brought inside the city. He's brought his wife, he's brought his children to live with him. I mean, this is the life. When the year was over, the people said, fellow, thanks for serving us for a year. Your time is up. You're out. Goodbye, Charlie. They sent them out empty-handed. The palace I built, nope, that stays here. I built a lot of, that stays here. 
I have a whole closet of it. That stays here. My money in my bag, that stays here. Didn't find anything that was in the city. That's his. He regretted it. And he mourned and all of his exertion, all of the energy that he expended on that. And all of his efforts. And he didn't get to keep any of it. It was left to everyone else. Then a different time, his schema died them They went out and they found another person. He looked okay, looked similar to the other fellow, but he was very cunning. He was wise. When he was appointed, he said, "Why are they doing this? This is just taking a random person and saying you're going to be the king? What? What kind of business? It doesn't sound right." He smelled something fishy. So he chose a person in the city. The hate of a love. He started befriending him. Started giving him things. Till he got a confidant. Could you tell me about the customs of the people here? This person said, I'll tell you what. This is their plan here. They appoint somebody for one year's time. And after that. They send him packing, and he takes nothing with him. Oh, when this person got wind of this and he understood, he didn't involve himself with anything that the first fellow in the earlier story did. He put in effort and he put in energy. To export things, send things outside the city. As we say, he sent it to a Swiss bank account. Yeah? There it's protected. All of the precious things that he was able to amass during that time, he sent it out. And he didn't pay too much attention. He wasn't fooled. He didn't put his confidence on all of the the praises, all of the respect that they afforded him, because, oh, he's the king. And he thinks, well, they can make me so much respect, I'm probably here to stay. <laughs> he knew the secret. So his whole year there, he was vacillating between being sad and being happy. Why? Miss Abel, he was very sad. He knew his time was limited. How much can I already amass to send out there to wait for me on the other side in the different other city, I will have a limited amount of time. Everything that he sent from all of the precious jewels, gold, silver, it still was so little, there's so much more to take. If I would be able to stay for longer, I would get much more. But on the other hand, he was still very happy. But he was happy because he knew that when he gets to the uh, to the uh, at the side, when he gets out of the city, he's going to have all of that waiting for him. See, he was all calm. And they, on the one hand, he was upset because I wish I would have more time. On the other hand, he knew he's doing the right thing. He knew he's, his, this wisdom is going to pay off. When he finished his year, when he finished this year, so 
when so oh, we're back okay you sorry for these interruptions I don't know what and we'll see what happens okay Okay, Shamishnasa, continue. When the year finished, Le Dog Al Tay Semidam. He wasn't worried about leaving. Achmir Ludova Basimcha slave. He hurried out with a joyful heart of his savior upon him. He was delighted. Mishabeyak Ma Savish Tad Lusai. He knew, he praised everything that he did. For Holak Lutaiva Rabba Kovid Gol. And he came to great goodness, great Honor Bismchamas Medes that he'll be able to enjoy that for years to come. So he enjoyed his stay there because he had what he needed, but he knew he was focused on the future, what he's going to enjoy. So that's the story. Okay? If we have time, we'll tell you the other story. But what does the Nefesh say? Vani But I'm afraid Shikreni Mikraxil. I know the story over here in my head, but I gotta know it in my heart. I know this, I'm afraid I'm going to have the same fate as the fool, as the first guy. He toiled over here and had nothing in the end. And he lost out. In other words, I'm afraid he's gonna have the same thing. That's the way we are. We know the story, we know the truth, but yet, yeah, but this world, there's so much to invest in this world. No, 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 don't invest in this world, that's what we're told. Invest in the next world. Ah, let's tell the other marshal, the Mashkiach used to bring this other marshal, which is actually a medrash in Kehelas Rabbah. A marshal of a fox. The marshal of the fox, the, the sly fox. The fox is starving. Hasn't had what to eat. Is looking what to eat, and he sees over a tremendously high wall are these luscious trees hanging over with grapes. He says, "Oh, I got to get to those grapes." And he's looking around. How do I get over this wall? He's encircling around and around, trying to get in. Finally, he spots a very small hole in the wall. Ah, here's my chance! And he slithers through the other side of the, and there he is. Ah. He is in heaven. And he starts eating and eating and eating. And his belly gets bigger and he's now full. He says, what? Now I'm full. I'm satisfied. Time to go home. Hey, where was that hole that I... Starts looking. Ah, he found the hole. Problem is he couldn't get into the hole. He's too big. He's too big to fit through the hole. Ay, ay, ay. He says, I have to wait. So he waits a day. Waits another day. Goes on to the scale. Okay, I think I made it. Goes to the hole. Ah, still too big. He has to wait a couple of weeks. After several weeks, he's as emaciated as he started. And he crawls over to the hole and he could fit through the hole. He's now on the other side. And he realizes he's just as starved as before he went in. That's the marshal. What does the Medrash want to tell us? The Medrash is telling us, if the fox was smart, he would go in and instead of eating over there, he would take the grapes and throw them out on the other side, throw them through the hole. And then when you have amassed enough on the other side, now you come back out and you can enjoy it for a long time to come. That's the marshal of Olam Hazeh mit Olam Habo. Agutenacht.